Turning your Bibles to Romans chapter 12, uh, we're going to continue um, our series Unstuck uh, today. Uh, we've been doing it here for a couple weeks now, and uh, we're going to continue this thought. Uh, last week we talked about getting unstuck in our faith. The week before that we talked about getting unstuck in, in family and then just various other ways. We're going to talk about this for a couple more weeks, getting unstuck in our future, getting unstuck in the plans that God has for you, getting unstuck in our finances, and we're just going to address these things. Here's the reality. All of us get stuck at some point in our life, okay? We get stuck, and here's the other reality is that once we get unstuck, we're probably going to get stuck again in some area, okay? But here's the ultimate truth, that God's Word has principles that as we apply them to our life and begin to live them out, they will help us get unstuck every time. Today I want to talk to you about one, not so much an area as far as finances or family or faith, but I want to talk to you what I believe is probably the greatest way which we get stuck in our lives, and that is simply in our minds. We get stuck in our thoughts. We get stuck in our minds. That's why the Bible says this in Proverbs 23, 7. As a man thinks in his heart, two people have read the Bible. All right. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Okay. Some of your translations might say soul. Okay. But as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You dwell on something long enough and all of a sudden, boom, it happens. Okay. I mean, how many of you guys have ever walked into a meeting with a preconceived idea of how that meeting was going to go? Okay? You had replayed it over and over in your mind. Man, they don't like me. I'm going to go in there. They're going to yell at me. They're going to tell me all the things I'm doing wrong. I'm probably going to get fired. Right? Okay? And you run this thought over and over in your mind, and then you walk out, and that's exactly what took place. Right? Okay? But how many of you reversed that before, and you walked in with an open mind? You had prayed about it, you had trusted God, and you walked in with an open mind saying, this is going to turn out for the best. And then if you even get fired, it's still for the best because God's got something better for you. Come on, somebody. Right? Okay? And so we walk in with, with prejudices. We walk in with preconceived ideas. We walk in thinking uh, about church a certain way. For all of you new people that are here. Right? Like, oh, I wonder what they're going to do. Oh, pastor's wearing shorts. I'm out of here. You know? Okay. We get preconceived ideas, and therefore... It begins to play. That's why the Bible says this in 2 Corinthians 10.5. 2 Corinthians 10.5 tells us this, that we need to take every thought captive and bring it to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We need to take those thoughts captive. Don't allow our, ourselves to dwell on those things. Okay? Take them captive. Bring them, submit them to God. Okay? Here's the reality, though, is that we don't always do that. Right? We don't live our life taking every thought captive. Therefore, what needs to happen is we need to have our mind renewed. Because we have prejudices, we have preconceived ideas just about everything in life. And so we need to have our mind renewed. Let's turn to Romans chapter 12, verse 1, if you're not there. Go ahead and turn there. Here we go. Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers. Okay? Listen to the words that are being used. I appeal. That's strong language. Okay? I'm appealing to you, brothers, by the mercies of God. To present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Okay? Now, if you look and study out that word worship, it literally paints the picture of a worship service. Where we come like we did this morning and we're singing songs and we're honoring God and we're magnifying God. Okay? That, that this is the picture it paints, that by the very way we live our life, our life ought to be a living 
worship service. It ought to please God. It ought to magnify God. It should glorify Him. Verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world. That word conformed literally means to be put into a mold. To be placed into a mold. In other words, the Bible's saying this. The world has a mold and it's trying to push itself down on you to make you look a certain way. To make you look like the rest of the world. My youngest daughter, she's been struggling lately eating her sandwich at lunchtime. Okay? And I've threatened her many times. I'm going to come and I'm going to sit there until you eat that lunch. No, daddy, no. Okay. And so we got creative and uh, we thought maybe if we made her sandwich unique she would be excited about eating it because the peanut butter and jelly just ain't cutting it anymore, okay? And so we went to a store and we found these molds, okay? We found a pretty butterfly mold and we found a princess crown mold. And so what do I do? I make that peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then I, and I push that mold down on top of it and it's a beautiful butterfly, right? And I put it in her lunch and she's so excited to show that to her friends, although that's not working anymore either because you have a butterfly, you have a crown, it's getting old, right? Okay. But I, as I press that down, it becomes what the mold is. Okay? Here the Bible is telling us the world has a mold and it's trying to press down on you to make you look a certain way, to make you look like everybody else, act like everybody else, talk like everybody else, think like everybody else. And here's the reality of it, ladies and gentlemen. It's happening daily. Daily the world is trying to conform you. Now it happens subtly, okay? It happens a little bit at a time. It's not like you just wake up one morning and you're like, oh, you know, I'm like the rest of the world, okay? It happens subtly. It happens over time, okay? Here's, here's how it happens. It happens with simple things as we become numb to them, okay? For example, I'm watching the playoffs right now. I love watching the playoffs, enjoying it. Um, some of the games start like at 5 o'clock. But they've been advertising this one show. I think it's called Men at Work, Okay? You know, the hottest new series coming up, okay? And they advertise it, like, all the time during the series. And, uh, like, at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, doesn't matter. And it, it honestly, it is, like, looking like the most perverse. Now, if I'm offending somebody, good, because it is a sick-looking show. I mean, sick in the bad way, okay? I know someone's back there, yeah, sick, I'm going to watch it. No, it's, it's bad, okay? And I mean bad in a bad way, okay? It's horrific, Okay? I am like absolutely appalled as I'm sitting there seeing these, these previews. Okay, but here's the thing. All of a sudden, my daughters walk in, and they decide to plop down on the couch next to me and watch the playoffs. And I have to literally either change the channel or mute the TV because it's that bad. But see, here's what happens. is you sit through that preview, and then you sit through the next preview, and then the next preview, Right? And all of this stuff's happening. And pretty, oh, I've heard that one. Oh, and it, you get desensitized. Is somebody with me this morning? Now, it doesn't happen overnight, but gradually. Listen to me. Every single one of us in here, at one point in our life, had, a, had, a, had an idea, and it was probably a God idea, that this was bad. Something. Think about what it is. Like, th this is something I should not do. But then you see your friends doing it. They're talking about it. Well, my neighbors and, you know, so-and-so. And all of a sudden, now you're over here, and you're like, oh, it's not that bad. This is what the Bible's talking about. Do not be conformed to this world. Are you with me today? Okay. Do not be conformed. Do not be placed or pushed 
into a mold. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That may test, by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Let me pray. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that your word is alive, it's living, it's active in this place. God, I pray that in the next few moments that we have together, that God, you would speak to each and every one of us. Lord, I pray you'd use this vessel. Lord, you'd use the words that are coming out of my mouth to encourage, to edify, to build up, to correct. And Lord, we'd walk out of this place loving you more. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Here's what's taking place. The world is trying to conform us, and God is saying, don't let that happen. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, okay? We are not in the perfect will of God. We're stuck. Why are we stuck? Because we're being conformed. Why are we being conformed? Because we're not being transformed. Why are we not being transformed? Because we're not renewing our mind. Why are we not renewing our mind? Because it's not set on the things it needs to be set on. Are you with me this morning? Renew your mind. Renew your mind. Okay. Here's what typically happens. Okay. What typically happens is uh, when, when we come and sit in a message like this or even sometimes when we read the Bible or we sit in community groups or we get together with friends and talk or we watch a TV show, okay? What happens is, is we add new thoughts and we add new ideas and we add things. But here's what happens is we have this one thought, okay? And then we add another thought to it. And then we add another thought to it. And then we add another thought to it, Okay? And then what ends up happening is, is we have this whole pool of different thinking, different ideas, different theologies, different doctrines, all mixed together, okay? To the point now, we don't even really know what absolute truth is. We don't know what it is, okay? I've heard Christians say things like this. They'll say, they'll say something that they think is absolutely in the Bible, right? They'll say it like, man, it is the gospel truth. Cleanliness is next to godliness, and people will be like, oh, praise him, that's so good, brother. Okay? Where's that found in the Bible? Oh, it's like Hezekiah 311. <laughs> you maybe get that. Oh, I don't see that in my Bible. That's because it's not there. Okay? <laughs> Someone was flipping. I saw him in the back. They're like, Hezekiah. Thank you for trying to keep up, brother, but it's not there. Okay? But they'll speak it like it's absolute truth. Why? Because they got this idea, added to this idea, added to this thought. And all of a sudden, it's just this, this soup of stuff, okay? Why? Because we add a thought to a thought to a thought to a thought, okay? I brought, I brought a demonstration today, okay? Mom, look out, okay? Okay, it's like, we'll use this one, we'll start with this one, okay? We get saved, and what happens? We put on Christ. You like that? like a hairnet, okay? okay? We get saved. We put on the mind of Christ. Woo! Everything's awesome. I love Jesus. Jesus loves me. Church is good, you know? And we're, we're going, right? But then the world comes, starts pressing its mold on you, okay? And then what happens is this, is rather than being transformed by the renewing of your mind daily, what happens is this, is you get you get another idea from somebody. Oh, that's really good. I like that. 
like that, yeah. Man, never once stopping to ask where it's at in the Bible. Okay, I like that. That's good. And then you're hanging out with your friend. You're like, oh, dude, that's deep, man. I like that. And then you're watching Oprah. Come on, somebody. Okay. And I'm like, wow, man, Oprah, she's really smart. No, she's really rich. Okay. And then right after that's Dr. Phil. So, I mean, you're already in front of the television. Why not watch another one, you know? And all of a sudden you've added thought to thought to thought to thought. And you, you're walking around with all of these thoughts, okay? And you look this dumb. Come on, somebody. Okay? So now when someone asks for advice, you're like, cleanliness is next to godliness. Okay? That's really deep, right? Or you give them, you know, Dr. Phil's latest, you know, or, or this greatest book. What in God's name is that? Okay. Or we, you know, whatever it is. Okay? That thing needs to get transformed by the renewing of its sound right now. But what needs to take place, ladies and gentlemen, is we need to have our minds renewed. What does the Bible say? The Bible says, old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become. Oh, you've read your Bible. Good. Okay. Good. That happens at salvation. That happens at that point, man. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. But it doesn't stop at salvation. The Bible says his mercies are new every morning. We should go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. What is that? That's something new. Okay, Isaiah 42 says this, Behold, the former things have come to pass, but behold, new things I declare to you, says the Lord. What transformed our mind at the very beginning is what needs to transform our mind daily. Are you with me? If not, you get conformed. So what needs to happen is we need to wake up daily, and we need to get into this right here. Right? And all of a sudden we get into it, and we're like, Oh, that was a dumb thought. Oh, the Bible does have something to say about homosexuality. Oh, it does have something to say about adultery and immorality. Oh, it does have something to say about my business. Are you with me? Because my mind is being renewed. How's my hair look? Right. Okay. My mind is being renewed. Okay. This is what God wants to have take place in your, in your life. Not just adding new thoughts, but push away the old, and what's the new? Is somebody with me this morning? What is God speaking? How do I get that? How do I get that? We see this word transformed in two other settings in the Bible, okay? Three other passages I want to show you, two other settings. The first one is this, is Matthew 17, 2, and Mark 9, 2. Matthew 17, 2, and Mark 9, 2 talk about this. They talk about when Jesus went up on the mountain and was transfigured or transformed. Okay, remember the story? He brings three other disciples with him, right? And they go up there, and they're waiting, like, what's going to happen, you know? And all of a sudden, Moses and Elijah appear. That's pretty cool, right? There they are. And then the disciples happen to know who they are because they I guess they have the action figures or something, you know? Like, look, it's Moses and Elijah. They pull up. Yes, it is. It's them, right? And they start thinking, man, what should we do? You know, and they're talking about different things they can do, okay? And, and, and all of a sudden, God shows up. Boom. This is my son. Listen to him. Okay? Look what takes place. Matthew describes Jesus like this. He was like, like the sun bursting with beams. Read it. It's a pretty cool account. That's the only way I can, I can describe him. He was like a big sun, and there were sunbeams coming out of him. 
He was so bright we couldn't even look at him. It's like, whoa, what is that? Mark says he was like the brightest bleach on the earth. I like Matthew's description better, right? It's like beams. Okay. Sunbeams. Bleach. It's really, really bright. Like, whoa, he was absolutely transformed. That word transformed is metamorpho, which, which means it's the same, you know, the same word that talks about a little caterpillar when it goes into its cocoon. Okay. And then what comes out, it's beautiful, it flies away. It's a completely different thing. Okay. This same word is also used in 2 Corinthians 3.18. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, this is where it's reaccounting what, what happened when, when, when Moses went up on the mountain. Okay? And he got the commandments. Y'all read that story? Watched the movie, something, right? Okay. He goes up there. And the Bible says that when he comes down, he is so bright that they have to put a veil over his head. Okay? Like he's so like, whoa, dude, what in the world happened with you? Man, did you shave? What up, bro? You know? Okay? They had to put a veil over his head. Read your Bible. It's amazing. Okay? Cover it with a veil. Okay. This is the transformation it's talking about. That you are renewed in your mind and you're so transformed, people are like, whoa, dude, you're different. What's going on? Okay. Transformed by the renewing of your mind. In, in both accounts, the same thing took place. Okay? They both went up a mountain. Okay? So go find a mountain and start climbing. Well, what took place on the mountain? Here's what took place on the mountain, okay? God showed up, and God spoke in both occasions. With Moses, he met with God. God gave him his word, okay? With Jesus, God showed up, and he spoke. This is my son. Listen to him. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, how are you and I going to be transformed? How are we going to get all of this, this stuff off and begin to get our mind renewed? The same way. We've got to meet with God and we've got to get into his word. That's it. Get into his word. Get into the Bible. Read the Bible. Meditate on the Bible. There you'll meet with God. There you'll be transformed. There your life will look totally different. There, there you'll be transfigured to, whoa, there's something different about you. One of the most fun jobs I ever had was being a valet in downtown Seattle. Okay? Got to drive cars that I'll never personally own. <laughs> fun job. I worked there for about five years and worked my way up in the company to the point where I was running the company. And, uh, man, it was just a fun place to work. I worked with some of the most amazing, uh, awesome, wonderful sinners I've ever worked with in my life. I mean, they were really good at it, okay? They were really nice guys, but they were really perverse. Matter of fact, one of the owners that owned this company also owned a, a porn company. I found out later. Super nice guy, super perverted, okay? When I was leaving, several of them came to me and, uh, when I moved in, in 1999, and they came to me and they said, Ben, we're going to miss you. I started crying. That's good. We're going to miss you. And they said this, they said, it is amazing how one person changes the whole entire atmosphere in a company. It's amazing. 
They said, Ben, when we knew that you were coming to work with us that night, they said this. They said, we knew we were going to make more money because every time we work with you, we make more money. That's because the other dude was stealing money from you, but okay. Okay, we're going to make more money. So not only that, we knew that our conversations were going to be different. We knew that our language was going to be different. Sunbeams. It was awesome. What is that? That's transformation. That's being transformed by the renewing of your mind. You actually look different. How do you get there? Right here. Right here. There's too many people that want to just be led by the Spirit. Oh, no, I meet with God in my prayer time, and He just speaks to me. Okay, listen to me. If He's not speaking to you here first, He ain't speaking to you here second. Why? Because one, one of the descriptions of the Holy Spirit in the Bible is He's a good teacher. Every good teacher you've had in school says, read the... Know what the Holy Spirit does? When you're like, oh, Holy Spirit, just speak to me. I just want to be led. He's like, read the book. What book? The Bible. Oh. Okay. Did you read this? I'm telling you, man. Life is so much more simple. Listen, you wouldn't, I mean, you would, you, would, you would spend less time just waiting on the Spirit if you'd read this, because you already know what the Spirit says. But we, we, we put on new thinking rather than having a renewed mind. Here, I, I want to look at the difference of a couple of these things uh, right now. Um, new thinking versus a renewed mind. New thinking says, I cannot have sex outside of marriage anymore. Ah, oh, bummer. Okay. A renewed mind says, I want to save my sexuality for my spouse when we are married. Do you see the difference? Do you like the difference? <laughs> okay. A new thinking says, I cannot go to the bar and get drunk with my buddies anymore. Okay. Renewed mind says, going to the bar and getting drunk is a waste of time and money. I do not want to waste anymore uh, and do anymore because it does not please God. Okay, let's go to the next one. New thinking says, I really want to flip off the person cutting me off on the freeway. <laughs> I, told, I told the earlier service that I got all these analogies from my wife, so talk to her about that one. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, babe, share with me some things. And I was like, okay. No. But I better not because I'm a Christian. A renewed mind says, wow, that guy is struggling with driving. I should pray for protection for everyone on the road right now. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Oh, here's one. Okay. New thinking says, I need to go to church today in order to feel better. Plus, pastor will be upset with me if I'm not there. Okay. Renewed mind says, I cannot wait to get to church. I love worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ with other people. Let's do, let's do one more, one more. New thinking says, man, this message on forgiveness and bitterness would be so good for some people I know. Renewed mind says, man, this message is hitting me, and there are some people I really need to go and ask for forgiveness from. Come on, let's be honest. When's the last time you sat in a message like, oh, man, so-and-so needs to be here right now? How many are sitting here today thinking that? <laughs> oh, if only so-and-so were here. Man, if my wife would be here, she could hear this, and she would realize. 
well. Okay? Maybe God wants to speak to, to you. Okay? There's a huge difference in these two things right here. Okay? A, a, a new thinking is just like, oh, I can't sin anymore. I can't do this. I can't do that. A renewed mind says, I don't even want to do that. There's no draw there anymore. There's no pull there anymore. There's no desire for that. Man, I've been completely transformed by the renewing of my mind. How does your mind get renewed? Right here. Right here in the Word of God. Listen to this. Colossians 3, 2. Think on those things that are, uh, where do you find those things? Church is a good place to start. But you know what? You need to, every day, get into the word of God. What do I need to do? I need to meet with God. I need to meet with God. Just, just like Moses met with God, just like Jesus met with God, I need to meet with God. Yeah, do something here. Let's do that. Y'all know what I mean by subjective, right? When I meet with God, listen to me. Is, 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 is prayer being led by the Spirit a good thing? Yes. Is worship a good thing? But your best prayer times will be birthed out of this. Your best worship times will be birthed out of this. Forgiveness will be birthed out of this. Restoration will be birthed out of this. And as we get into the Word of God, our mind is renewed, our life is transformed, and now we're unstuck and we get to prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will that He has for our lives. Listen to me this morning. It doesn't matter what area of life that you're struggling in. It doesn't matter what area of your life you feel stuck in. It does not matter. Listen to me this morning. If you would begin to apply this one principle to your life, and you would daily begin to renew your mind, daily begin to get into the Word of God, daily begin to meditate on it, daily begin to set it before your eyes, I'm telling you, your marriage will improve, your business will improve, your relationships will improve. Are you with me this morning? You'll begin to see more clearly. You'll begin to see further. God will be speaking to you so clearly because you're in the book. God, we thank you for your Word today. God, we thank you that your Word is living. God, it's active. God, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, I pray as we close this service right now and we begin to fellowship and hang out with one another, uh, that, God, you would just, uh, uh, Lord, continue to confirm uh, your word. God, you would continue to impress upon our hearts, Lord, the areas that we need to be changed, the areas that we need to be transformed. God, I pray that as this takes place, we would daily take this thought uh, of renewing our mind and put it into practice. 